0: Greetings, everyone, everywhere. I bring you greetings in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Uh, We are gathering today to lift up and celebrate Black History Month. And I, I just want to share share why it is just a natural reaction for christians in particular to celebrate black african-american history because as a christian i, I see racial and ethnic diversity as an expression of god's manifold beauty oh god is so wonderful. Because no one race or its culture can comprehensively display the infinite glory of God's image. Oh, it takes us all. God gave us differences to help us appreciate his splendor from various perspectives. In fact, I will say this. I don't serve a God who gave all the answers to one race of people. We all bring something to the table. And as an African American pastor, in this world today, at a time like this, my testimony is, I don't feel no waste time. I've just come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. And I know Jesus didn't bring me this far to leave me. Gather with us today as we celebrate the history of African Americans. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many
1: wants the Lord to remember them? When we're in trouble, do do Lord, remember me. Do Lord, remember me. Do Lord.
0: That you do remember us and that you're here with us right now father forgive us of all of our sins all of us are wrongdoings father and we thank you that you woke us up this morning and started us on our way and allowed us to have the activity of our limbs father we take it not lightly that we're able to praise you this morning we're able to worship you and able to call upon your name father we thank you praise you for our pastor Thank you and praise you for each and every one watching. We ask you to bless every home, bless every heart, Father, and we bless the word that comes forth, and we just be so careful to give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: He's giving us he
0: Of the worst as they came to these shores filled with the Spirit of God Almighty. And they sang, Hallelujah! Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. how they What they passed down to us is their walk with God, their belief in God, and the fact that they would have never made it over if it had not been for the Lord who was on Come with us now to the New Testament Gospel of John. The Gospel of John chapter 6. Chapter 6. Verses 16 through 21. John chapter 6, verses 16 through 21. And we invite those who are able to stand out of reverence. God's holy word. And listen now for the word of the Lord. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. Oh, it was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing, they found themselves in a storm. And when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the water, walking on the sea and coming near the boat. And they were terrified. But he said to them, it is I, it's I, don't be afraid. And then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Won't you pray with and for me now? You may be seated. Almighty, everlasting, all-powerful God. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thy. of my mouth, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for you are my strength, and you are my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray it. Let the church say amen. Our sermon topic for today is surviving the storm. Surviving the storm. Beloved, in the Gospel of John, in our our lesson today, where we have the story of the disciples, in a storm. And we're going to learn a few things as, that will help us struggle against the storms of life today. In our lesson in our lesson, we learn some things worth knowing. First of all, we learn that "not yet" does not mean too late. Not yet does not mean too late. Our our gospel lesson teaches that when it comes to surviving the storms of life, the troubles, you know, the setbacks, the dreams lost, the hard times, the injustices, the pain, the suffering, the hate, they're all still here. Oh, all still here. But in times like these, We need to realize that just because some terrible things have not stopped yet, no, not yet. However, not yet does not mean it's too late. Oh, we may not be out of danger yet, but by no means does that mean that it's too late. Oh, yes, the prisons in America filled with over 50% of our young, black, brilliant men. But that doesn't mean that it's too late for most of them. Our inner cities across the country, across the nation, still act out of a culture of poverty and, and pain. But that doesn't mean that it's too late for our communities to rise up and be healed We. We know that white supremacy is running out in the open today and things have not fully changed, but that doesn't mean that it's too late to turn things around. Oh, beloved, when when we look at our gospel lesson, we see that... Darkness had come and the disciples got into a boat and they started across the sea of Galilee and and on their way to the city of Capernaum. And then according to John, the gospel writer, it was now dark. It was dark. And Jesus had not yet come to them as they expected. That means that although Jesus was not there yet, he was on his way. Somebody say amen. He's on his way. In other words, not yet does not mean too late. You need to tell somebody, not yet does not mean too late. You know, I'm reminded of the days when I was a a young girl. That's, That's quite some days ago, so I have quite a memory. In my father's house, he's home, he was brought up in Dallas, Texas, but we lived in Lubbock, Texas, and very often we would get in the car and make the long trip from Lubbock to Dallas. It, it, it was only like a, a six hour drive in the car. <laughs> right, only. But in Texas, all you could see for those six hours was mainly highway, land and highway. But finally, finally, after what seemed like forever, we would pass by a sign on the road. The, the sign said, only one hundred miles to get to Dallas. Now that may seem like a long way, but but when you've been in the car for four hundred miles, hundred miles to get to get to where you're going makes you glad. Because we had come so far that a hundred miles didn't matter. What I'm trying to say to you today is that we have come too far, black people, to turn or back now. We've, we've come too far to get weary. We've come too far to stop. We've just come too far to give up now. We've come too far to turn around and go back. We've come too far to be depressed and lose our faith give up our hope, we've come too far to die now. We've just come too far from where we started from because we're closer to where we should be than we've ever been before. Are we not there yet? No, we're not there yet. We got some things to do. But still not too late. It's not too late. Don't ever give up on black people. We don't die as quickly as people thought we would or hope we would. We just multiply. Help me up here, because we've come this far by far. Keep the faith, keep the faith, and I don't feel no way. It's tired. I told you I've come too far from where I started from. I don't believe Jesus brought me this far. Uh, Just keep going because not yet doesn't mean it's too late. Glory to God. And then, child of God, there is a second thing. uh, That this gospel lesson is showing us about surviving the storm, and that's this. When it comes to surviving the storm, and you know what I'm talking about, the stormy times when the storms of life are raging, we need to create another atmosphere. You know, we, we got to be willing to keep some things and change some things. Oh yeah, we got to be able to do that. I said the other day, and I say a lot of the time, that the church has an example of how to flow and move. It's called Amazon. Amazon knows how to move when the Spirit says move. Ah, the church ought to be ready to flow when the Holy Ghost flows and where the Holy Ghost flows because it's some things we got to do for a time like this. Oh, we need to create another atmosphere. We need to make it community time. I said community time. Look at what happened in the text. It was deadly dark out there on the restless stormy sea, but they just kept roaring. Rowing in the midst of a storm. They they just kept on rowing, rowing. So visualize this with me, visualize. While the waters were slapping them around, while the winds were hammering their bodies, while the darkness swallowed them up, they just kept rowing together for three or four more miles. That's what the Bible said. Each member of the crew with his own paddle in his own hand, roaring against the storm, struggling to keep their boat from capsizing. Oh, in other words, they face the storm as a group, as a community. We got to stop running from each other. We can't be nothing but who we are. Don't try to be nobody else. Help me up here. I told somebody, I'm gonna go and say this. I said, you know, when God he said he's going to call us by tribes and nations. Black people, we got to know when to get up. We can't get up when he called other people. You know, today is just a new day. I'm going to say it. Nobody really wants to be just only white anymore. Nobody don't want to be white but black people. White people don't even want to be white. I said it. Yes, I said it. They faced the storm as a group. They didn't apologize for sitting together. Birds of a feather like to flock together. So one disciple couldn't do all the rowing while the others hid down in the boat. The others was across the railroad track. They all had to pull together. Our precious old black folks sang. Our elders, who we greatly respected, In this world filled with youth, you ought to respect older people who are, we greatly respected our elders, and they would clearly say, they'd say, stay together, children. Don't you get weary. There's a great camp meeting in the promised land. Oh, they were the most brilliant generation we've had so far. There's a lesson here for all black people and those who love us. Did you hear what I said? I'm not, I'm not, see those who don't love us are not gonna listen to this anyway or celebrate Black History Month. But I, I'm talking to black people and those who love us. So, during these stormy times in America. Now more than ever before, we need to be a community. We must pull together. One family can't do all of the roaring. And we got to stop expecting other races of people to come to our rescue. The truth is, they in trouble too. They need to be trying to heal themselves. And we need to be trying to heal ourselves and stop trying to go out to play together when everybody is sick. It's a sin for me to leave my house when my family's sick and go across the street to take care of somebody else's family. If everybody would start taking care of themselves, we could all get together one day because all of us are sick. White people, you have got to deal with white supremacy. You got to deal with it. I can sense it. You be smiling at me, but I know the minute I turn around, you're going to stab me in my back. I know the time has come when you're ready to hang me up against a tree again, but that ain't going to happen because before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. Lord, if it happened, people keep mistreating me like that. I'm getting too old. I'm getting too old for that. I don't know. I pray that God don't. I don't have to go to jail for hurting nobody. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm old now. All my my. Don't mess with me, please don't. I've been messed with too long. Don't don't do it. Don't don't don't. Black people, we seek to. We need to deal with internalized racism or self hate. We all need to work on something. Go home and heal your own house. Lord have mercy. Oh God, it's, you know, this not down here, but I'm I'm moving to the flow of the Holy Ghost. We, you know, there was a time, many things we need to do today are things we've done before. There are just some things that should never change, that should last forever because they will work forever. Love is that thing. You can't just love yourself. The Bible says you have to love yourself and then love your neighbor. huh. I have to love you and you have to love me. That's just the way it is. No matter what we've been through together.
1: Love
0: is the thing. I remember growing up with a deep sense of community, solidarity undergirded with love. We all knew our neighbors on the block. Everybody's children were everybody else's children. They didn't have to call your mama. They could spank you at their own house. Oh, glory to God, tell your mama later what happened. And then you'd get another one. Oh, good God almighty. All out of love. The well-to-do and the down and out, they lived in the same neighborhood. You know, a ghetto is where everybody's the same. We weren't a ghetto, we were a village. We lived in the same neighborhood when somebody needed help. The rest of us were there to help. We knew all the teachers who who, who were teaching our children. My mom and daddy knew them by then. We knew whose business to support. It didn't matter whether we were rich or poor, educated or uneducated, charcoal black, Caramel brown, a mellow yellow. We were all in the same boat, and we were all black. Stop it. Stop it. Stop this colorism sin that we've dealt with. Just stop it. I ain't black. Yes, you are. When we were wearing African clothes at one church as our pastor, I've always done this. One of the men said to me, Pastor, I ain't no African. And I just looked and I said, well, my brother, I can't apologize because you look like an African to me. Back then, we were all African. We were black. We were black. Just one drop. Uh, My grandmother was a white woman who never owned it. She loved black people. Had a college degree. She didn't own it because she was a fourth black. And she honored her blackness and praised to God. My grandmother told me every day black is beautiful. You better love yourself. And we knew it, we were all in the same boat. Roaring together in the storm, you're my brother, you're my sister. Come take me by the hand, and together we can work until Jesus comes. Listen, we need to come together and debate the negative effects of so-called integration. Oh, yeah, we do. In this country, because it has not been all that in a bag of chips, don't fool yourself. The way you determine success is how many made it and how many were left behind. Because, see, those who made it were going to make it anyway. (laughs) Don't forget, now, most of our greatest leaders came out of segregation. Don't forget it. Don't just act like it was all bad. Because it wasn't. We left behind too many black people. We need to talk about that. We need to seriously think about it. In too many instances, have we been sleeping with our enemy? I'm just asking the question. I'm just asking the question. Integration should have been more than just being close to somebody. That's all I got to say, because when when you think they have more than you have, then you are saying they are superior. Help me, God, up in here. Has integration produced what we hoped? Was it what we dreamed of? Did it work out like we wished it had? Has true integration really happened yet? Because as we look at our scripture, we see that secondly, stormy times are community times. My daddy would say, a man with a million will never integrate with a man with a dime. We need to be busy making our own million. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, child of God, a third thing that the Gospel of John is showing us here is that when it comes to surviving the storm, fearful times are take courage times. The Gospel text says that when they had rolled three or four miles, remember now, the wind blowing, the water raging, the boat driven and tossed, the disciples battered and beaten, soaked with seawater, seaweed blowing in the face. They looked up, and they saw something approaching them in the dark. And since it was dark, whatever it was had to be glowing in the night. Oh, I wish I had been there. Oh, I wish I, otherwise, they could not have seen it. They, they looked up and saw something, uh, but what they did not know is that it was Jesus walking on the water <laughs> and coming near to the boat. I had a professor ask us, he said, "Anybody in here believe that Jesus walked on the water? The Bible is full of mythology." He said, "Uh, Lydia." I said, "Yeah, of course I believe Jesus walked on the water. I'm an African American woman in America. I'm still alive. Yes, I've been walking on the water all my life, just like Jesus. Yes, Jesus has walked on the water to get to me." Oh, yeah, Jesus can walk on the water. Why? Because oh, he's Jesus. He's Jesus. Now, 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 to me, that sounds like something Jesus would and could do. He's Jesus. Because Jesus does not come like we would rationally think he would come. Jesus does not do things like we can explain, understand, or control. He's Jesus. Jesus. We need to start expecting transrational, supernatural things and experiences to happen today. This, this is a spiritual time. It's a spiritual time. Oh, we walking into an expanded new portal of spiritual awakening. We can't be afraid. Scared of what? what can man do to us? God did not give us a spirit of fear but of love and of power and a sound mind. When it comes to surviving the storm, fearful times or take courage times, they were they were frightened at this supernatural wonder. Jesus is walking on the sea and coming near to the boat and when they saw Jesus They were scared at the sight of this supernatural wonder. Don't be scared of the transrational. But Jesus said to them, it's I, don't be afraid, don't be scared. Oh, my beloved, believe me when I say this. This is a time of the supernatural to happen all around us. Jesus did all kinds of signs and wonders to attract people to God. He's going to be doing all kinds of signs and wonders in this spiritual awakening to attract people to God. Oh, we can look for it and don't be. So, beloved, I know that these are frightening times, and they are meant to be frightening so that we will not believe in miracles. So we begin to think like the world, that if things continue as they are, not only will the black community collapse, oh, but the whole country will collapse as well. Oh, Lord, have mercy on us today. For those of us who are Christians, we believe that God is still in control. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. God is in control, and God is bigger and better and better than anything in the world. Oh, listen, we who are the church of Jesus Christ. You know, we are convinced that things are going to turn around because they must turn around because the Lord we serve is the Lord who comes to us in the midst of the storm, walking on. Well, I bet he got that little. You know, that little deal. <laughs> oh, here he comes walking on the water in the midst of a storm on the turbulent seas. He's a miracle-making. He's a wonder-working Jesus. Listen, when Jesus told them, it's, I do not be afraid, they were so glad to take him into the boat. But as soon as Jesus got into the boat, guess what? The boat had reached the land. And the disciples were ready to get out. As soon as Jesus got in, they were ready to get out. To get out to do what? To go to lunch. They were ready to get out and fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. When Jesus gets into our situation, it's time for us to get out and fight the good fight. Because we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. What does this mean for African-American people and those who love us? I heard another preacher say it like this. Nobody can preach greater than than the black preacher. (laughs) That's why they all, I don't blame them. You know, you copy people who do good things. Uh, I ain't mad at at other people trying to copy the way we dance, sing, and preach. That's all right. That's a gift. We ought to know how to do all those ourselves with. It means that we must let Jesus in the boat so we can stay afloat and fight the good fight. We must let Jesus in the ship so we can complete the trip and fight the good fight. We must let Jesus get into our hearts and get into our minds and get into our very souls and spirit. We must remember that when the storms of life are raging, oh Jesus, stand by me. When the storms of life are raging, Jesus, stand by me. Don't you get weary, children. There's a great camp meeting. Don't give up. Jesus, I said, Jesus is on the way. Jesus is on the way. War's rumor of war. Racism, sex, all the enemy. All the stuff alive. Devil running rampant. But Jesus is on his way. Oh, yes, he is. Jesus. All oh, my brothers and sisters, all children of God, these are times to take courage. Oh, they may knock us back, but they can't stop us from catching up. <laughs> and they may knock us down, but they can't stop us from getting up. They may try to kill our spirit, but they can't stop our spirit from rising up again. Oh, you may try to kill me, but I'll rise. I'll rise again. Ain't no power on earth. Can tear me down. I'm a child of the king. I'm a survivor of Chantel slavery, Jim Crow, unjust things going on, I will survive because Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. And now my dearly beloved, I invite you to stand Out of respect, all of you who are African-American and know it, (laughs) glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Stand out of respect for the Negro National Anthem and we will be led in it by our Minister of Music, Sister Hope Carr and her husband, Brother Donnell
1: every voice
0: fist because that's my generation hallelujah I was very active in the 60s but my daddy would remind us and I want you to hear this he said whenever you raise a closed fist make sure that when you open it up you got some money in your hand hallelujah power power to the people and so as we leave this place still surviving the storms of life we are a people who have made it over over and over and over again we not there yet but it is not Too late for us to reach the promised land and so as I leave you today my dear beloved my dear beloved like God I, I love black people because I'm on the side of the oppressed like the God of the Bible the God of the Bible took sides he was always on the side So as we leave, we give God thanks for all he's done to keep us here. And we give God thanks for all of the things he's going to do. As this altar represents, the best is yet to come. We will receive on this earth, on earth as it is in heaven, Oh, African American people, we will receive a, a harvest. I see it coming. I see it coming. A blessing for our faithfulness to God Almighty as we see Jesus walking.